Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. What's up, guys? Kelstar was like, wow, we're going to do that one more time. Leave it. Leave it. Let's go. Let's no, go. Actually, we're Let's gonna, go, Kelsey. Come on. We're going to 100% leave it. What's <laughs> up, guys? Kelstar and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. What's up, Kelso? I'm charged up today wow. because we have a special guest. He's like not impressed by that because they say it all the time. Mm-hmm. We have a special guest. It is a podcaster and producer from the Bolts from the Blue uh, Lightning, the Lightning Round podcast, yes. and also a Target employee of the hour. Of the hour. We have mm-hmm. Garrett Sisti. Yes. Yes. Employee of the month. Yes. Hey, look at you guys. <laughs> yeah. We need to hear that story, first of all, because when I was, I say researching, but really what I mean is like internet creeping. Uh-huh. Um, that's a part of your profile. And I have to say, you have one of the more intriguing Twitter bios. So please go ahead and uh, spill your story on that front. Okay, I will. And first of all, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be the third gal pal on this podcast today. I appreciate you guys having me. So basically what had happened, and this was the early days of when I had a Twitter account, I went into Target and I went in just to get one thing. I just needed to get creamer for my coffee. And this is a long time ago. I, I don't really do creamer so much anymore, but I need creamer for my coffee. I walk in. And an old lady comes up to me and goes, hey, can you tell me where throw pillow covers are? <laughs> and I look down and realize I'm wearing a red shirt and I've got like beige pants on. Of course, it's like a band tee. It's got some kind of graphic. I can't remember what shirt it was, but it definitely wasn't like a polo. Yeah. So I go, I don't have the heart to tell this old lady that I don't work at Target. So I walked her through Target pretending I was, well, not pretending. I just went along with it and I walked her down the aisle and realized I, I don't know what I'm doing. And throw pillow covers is such a unique thing to ask for. It, it wasn't like where are toys or like girls dresses or shampoo. I could have maybe found out. So I'm in the vicinity of pillows and I go, I, I don't see any throw pillow covers here, but there's throw pillows. And she goes, that's great. I'll take two of them. And I said, great. And I help her pick out a color. She gets two, she goes to the aisle and then I'm about to walk out of the aisle and go, oh my God, I'm glad I was able to help that old lady. And a woman who sees me helping another lady goes, hey, my kids spilled her Slurpee on aisle seven. And I go, now I'm in too deep because the lady's with an earshot and I can't go, well, no, 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 I don't work here. So now I'm a bit even longer and another, an actual target employee passes me and I go, excuse me there uh just so you know there's a spill on aisle seven so both those ladies must think i'm like 
you know, upper management or some kind of, like I can, I can tell this person what to do (laughs) in actuality. I just want it off my plate and get out of there because now I'm like sucked into this bit that I didn't want to be a part of. And as I'm walking out, the lady turns back and goes, you know what? I wanted a different color after she bought it. I was about to walk out the door. She sees me. She's got a bag in her hand with the pillows and goes, (laughs) I didn't get the right color. Cause we were kind of debating. Was it red? Was it blue? She wanted the blue instead of the red. She got the red. I said, you know what? They'll take care of you over in the return section exchange or whatever. And I walked out the door and I just, I kept my head down, walked straight to the car. So at that point I had been in a target employee for 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I added to, I live tweeted this thing as it was happening because basically what I was doing is trying to find out on the internet where pillows are in target. I don't know what aisle <laughs> like now on the app, it's easy to find, but like, you know, five, six years ago, it was hard to figure out sure. where throw pillows were. Yeah. So Basically, I was on my phone just trying to figure it out, but also live tweeting it because it was funny in the moment. And I walked right out, got out of there. I added Target was like, hey, you guys like owe me something like is there a commission on these throw pillows? Because but she needed a throw pillow cover. I upsold her to through two new throw pillows. So I'm still I'm still wondering where that check is. And affiliate marketing, that's the uh, entry affiliate marketing. Like they Mm -hmm. should easily be able to compensate you for that. No, Your I, move, Target. I move. worked there for 30 minutes and I expect a check yeah. and I might just take him to court for it. I need that <laughs> whatever the minimum wage is at Target. And the funny coincidence is my brother works at Target. He's an actual Target employee. What? Yeah. And I've told him the story and he goes, you're never getting that money. So don't expect well, to, but at some he's point. He's a Target team member. As a former uh, team member at Target, I mm-hmm. have to correct you there. Just now he is hard. Now he is not a team member anymore because he's been promoted oh. and he's working in we're, logistics. We're all so, a team. We're all so a team. <laughs> even, even logistics and, and managers are team members still? Probably not, but oh, they're okay. all a team. I don't know. That was the okay. line they gave everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, then, they were like, was, buy a credit card, get this credit card. And you're like, no. You mean the target red card? Oh, you yeah. know what? You're, come on. Ah, you know what we're talking about. It right? went from 10% to 5%. Miss get me. You, get yourself a target red card. Would you? <laughs> and get, give Garrett the commission. Right. Because I was a team member as yes. Meg. Wait, I'm sorry, Meg. Did you just say that you worked at Target? Yeah, in high school. I was very unaware of this until today. So, oh, um, wow. Awesome. What a development. It's, I mean, it's the one, it's very close to the star actually. So, uh, wow. you know, to keep it full circle. Hold How on. long did you work there? Longer um, than a half hour, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. cool. What, um, what a trip. I literally had no idea. Target forever. Um, please, yeah. please pay our man Garrett because yeah, it just feels like as someone who worked in the retail space myself, like increasing the item count is always mm-hmm. going to be key. And so like you did just that, like I'm mm-hmm. you, you don't even work there and you weren't even trained and yet you knew that. So innately yeah. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. Impressed. I upsold her. I, yeah. I really did. So, um, wow. yeah, no, I'm, I'm expecting something. I'm sure it's in the mail. I'm sure you're right. Uh, yeah. And we're speaking about two teams that are trying to increase our win count this week. Oh, so. that's a good, yep. yeah. Oh, Hey, transition. That was Look good. At you. Um, you found <laughs> we let's let's actually dive into that because I I, I, I got to tell you, um, starting off earlier in the week, I was feeling pretty confident and I feel like Meg probably was, too, in terms of at least like being able to hold our own. Right. Yeah. Um, 
but but Garrett, here's the thing about Meg and I. We cheer for we first of all, let me take a step back. Uh-huh. We apparently like pain. Yes. Um, hey, welcome. We we live in Dallas and we cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. And pain is what um what we have endured this week, losing uh Lyle Collins. Uh, let's. Oh, see. you're gonna list them all? Do we have I this mean, much time? No, I honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. Do we have this much time? Uh, I'm saying, really. do, do we have an hour? Because we don't have an hour, but we are already somehow in week two, seemingly <laughs> low key decimated. And uh-huh. so, um, how are you feeling in terms of those developments? Are, are you feeling a lot more confident? Like you, you have a bit of a smile on your face right now, and I feel like it's gotten <laughs> bigger as my list has gotten longer. I have to say. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you list them all. Yeah, I mean, in terms of week one, the Chargers went the opposite way. Um, I couldn't be happier with their performance. Justin Herbert looked amazing. Uh, you know, looked like he could be a dark horse candidate for MVP. They have a, the rookie left tackle that they drafted. Uh, Rashawn Slater looked amazing. I'm yeah, so he gave up zero pressures going against Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Yeah, I mean, you know, nobody thought that they would get uh, Rashawn Slater at 13, they just, some teams had to pass on them like right oh, in front I'm of the sorry. chargers and number 12 uh, yeah. was the Cowboys. We didn't just pass on him at 12 though. If you think about it, <laughs> cause we Be- could have gotten him at 10. Right, 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 right. So twice. So what you're saying is twice. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, pain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, right. uh, you're talking. Yes. Yes. I uh, can mm-hmm. let's, I don't know if we want to compare pain, but, uh, as a <laughs> Sandian, <laughs> a na- native San Diegan, and see, we were talking before this that we might get into our trauma. This is good. Um, <laughs> born and raised San Diegan, uh, favorite football team, moves to LA, yeah. which a lot of people go, hey, that's only two hours north. But if you think about San Diego, their rivals have always been LA, uh, the town of LA. Uh, no, they don't like anything about LA. So going to LA wasn't just, hey, they moved up two hours, you can follow them. Uh, basically went to their rival, so rival city. So uh, still following this team while being a San Diegan is hard and having a owner that isn't uh, the best in the league, I guess, uh, in a nicer way of putting it, uh, isn't great. And a team that finds a way to lose all the time uh, in heartbreak fashion is uh, not great too. So I I join in your misery. So I think we can all- I've long said together. that San Diego is the St. Louis of the sea. So, um, you know, what is that? What are you saying? You both <laughs> moved to LA. <laughs> the St. Louis of the sea. Yes. Same both thing. moved to LA. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. A little more beachfront, uh, on our side, which I enjoy That's what a little I said. bit more, uh, not as good barbecue. No. Whoa. Well, you know, no, I'm saying, we're not going to give minute. St. Louis any flowers today. Hold so. on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm just saying San Diego. In yeah. comparison to St. Louis barbecue, there's not much really, really a comparison, but yours is probably better. They do the thing where they like put extra, they, their pizza is on a saltine cracker. St. Like, Louis is trash. Yeah. Okay. 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 Just so we're clear. I, I uh, thank you, but I need you to declare something up for me. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was in Dallas, Fort Worth, and we were, uh, I was out there maybe four or five years ago. I have a friend out there in Fort Worth who said, this is the best barbecue place in Texas. And anybody who's from anywhere in the state or in the area knows this is the, this is the best barbecue. And I always thought it was full of it. And uh-huh. it was aces. Is that what it's called? I got nothing. 
I've never uh, heard. It's of like that. a poker thing. You, you've never even heard of it. Heart eight. Yes. Heart eight. Here we go. I knew it was Parker thing. Thank you, Meg. Thank I've, you. I've Not had aces. that. Heart eight is good. Okay. Great. Is it the best? No. In these. Thank oh. you. Franklin. You, it's very tough to top Franklin or mm-hmm. what are the ones? Um, what's the other one that you like, Meg? That I love Heim, which is a Fort Worth one. Oh, uh, he, no, Nathan likes Heim. Nathan's for never. Uh, let's not get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Heim's off the list. It's actually on the list. It's on the list because I put it there. Oh. Nathan can suck it. Um, and I also, <laughs> do I get backstory or no? No, I'm um, not gonna get um, into it. she is anti all men named Nathan. Yeah, really, oh. all you need to know. She had a really bad dating experience, so it's Nathan's for never, Garrett. So, so what? Club. What about Nathan's hot dogs? You're like no go, no go. Okay. No, also, okay. hot dogs are supposed to kill you every 35 minutes. It, it's like you takes off 35 minutes of your life if you eat. Well, one. I'm already dead then, so I don't. Yeah. Know. yeah so like, We're, no, yeah. Nathan's for never across the board. End of end of story. You might be my last conversation I have before I die, if that's the case. So, I mean, yeah, I we was have just six minutes. So, uh... oh, oh, do we? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> then let's just hang. But <laughs> Nathan, that was the first thing I thought of of Nathan is Nathan's hot dog. So, okay. yeah. no, no go, Nathan. Well, he's a weenie, so that fits. Oh, good. Okay. But Heim is good barbecue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But Franklin's is like the like the Austin one that like you know like Barack Obama went down there and like got his. You have to get there at six a.m. and wait in line. Yes. Oh, it's like the bougie barbecue. Uh-huh. It's not bougie. It's like upper, it's, I just mean like small. upper echelon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's upper echelon, but it's yeah. not bougie. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. All right. We, there's a lot of good options down here. Um, Hard Aid's great. It's just not the number the one. best. Yeah. Out of Okay. I got a text um, to send as soon as we get off this. Thank you. You do. You do. From <laughs> us off. to him. Um, I don't even know where we got. You where- were talking about um, him being a native San Diegan and his pain. And oh, yeah. let's connect those circles. It, the really, dots. it really has. I mean, I, I don't blame you for that because, you know, as much as it hurts being a Cowboys fan, I don't think I everything that you've endured i'm not sure i'd want to take on at the same time at least we've like had i don't know i don't know it's been tumultuous nonetheless but it it's feels- been a long time but there's five of them so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and chargers have none of which yes so I, I guess i guess i feel like you know all of that to say i i, I look at the pain you've endured but then i look mm-hmm. at kind of how you guys have been set up this season obviously you guys were on hard knocks last year it's now we're on hard knocks i mean wow the synergies yep. are there um here we go and and then you know you lose anthony lynn and you get an, and you get a new coach in, in, in staley and, and it's and it's you know but but really for me i can't help but just cling to justin herbert and i just sent meg this instagram dm and it's the cutest thing i've ever seen and, um, you know, Herbert's like carrying around one of the footballs from the game. And I was thinking, I was like, why is he carrying this around? Like, he's not a rookie anymore. Like, he ha- mm-hmm. obviously had a pretty good game. And at the end, he gives the game ball to the head coach and turns the whole like game ball tradition on its head. And, and you know, but, but I, it feels like there's a good thing going there. And you're, you know, I don't think you're underselling him by saying that he could potentially be a dark horse MVP candidate. What are your thoughts on the upside of this guy and what he can truly bring to the table and honestly, truly to this league? Yeah, I mean, uh, truly, his upside is MVP candidate. I mean, it's through the roof. Last year, Justin Herbert shattered, you know, all the offensive uh, QB records in the NFL. And he did it in offenses predicated on the run, which 
you know, Anthony Lynn's doing in Detroit now, but last year he finished, you know, six in the league in yards among quarterbacks. And this year, Joe Lombardi's letting him air it out. So he's obviously set up to do that. Now, you know, he didn't have as many attempts as Dak did last Thursday, but he still aired it out 47 times on Sunday. So, I mean, they're, they're going to just lean on his arm all week. And, you know, they were talking about how at the end of that game uh, in week one against the Washington football team, that they just were going to trust in Herbert and help them win the game because they just needed to make one more drive, bleed the clock out and win that game. And they did. And that's what they ended up doing. So he's going to be racking up a ton of stats again this year. And that's great if you draft him on your fantasy team, but Hmm. what really counts is him winning important games. The chargers were seven and nine and he was the offensive rookie of the year last year. So even on that, he wasn't good enough to push, push them in the playoffs. So if he can win more games, especially more important games, you know, he's going to be a top five quarterback and then he's going to be definitely be in the conversation for MVP. So was it last year, just from a fan perspective, the, the whole Tyrod Taylor thing, you know, how that went down blew my mind, honestly. Like I've, I've never seen anything like it. Like, again, like when you draft a guy like Herbert, you know, the writings on the wall, right. Mm-hmm. But you don't expect it to go down. Like it did. Was that, I mean, what was that like to just witness that? And then also, did you, did you expect that transition or did you kind of think like, Hey, we'll keep him, you know, we'll, we'll just, I mean, he's not Taylor's not one of those quarterbacks that you like really, truly groom a quarterback behind anyways, though. But were you guys all like worried about how quickly he was thrown into the fire, if you will? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was so wild that it happened pregame. Justin Herbert didn't know it. I mean, everybody in the building, like the broadcasters, people in the stadium, nobody knew. They just saw what's number 10 doing out there. Like the thought was, oh, they scripted Justin Herbert, a play or two in this game. That's interesting. But then all of a sudden, you know, he's playing the full game and then, you know, he never looked back after that. So I think from a rookie standpoint to be thrown into something where it's like, it's not that, Hey, this week, this is your game. And he's got a whole week to stress about it and get nervous before the game. He had no time to do that. So it was almost like to be thrown in the fire that quickly, it kind of helped him in a way because he didn't have any of the nerves or anything. It was just like, hey, you got to help us. Tyron has a punctured lung because our doctor had just hit punctured his lung pregame, which is never I've never heard of and never since. And the um, you know, the the situation last year with Tyrod Taylor was Anthony Lynn had uh, coached Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo while Lynn was in Buffalo and they signed Tyrod Taylor in the off season with the idea that he was going to be the starting quarterback. It could have been all year last year. It could have been half the year, but he was going to be the quarterback until he wasn't. And so the thought was we probably won't see Herbert for the first year. I mean, Tyrod Taylor was good enough as a quarterback to probably get you to 500 at some point. So he was going to be good enough to keep them maybe in the playoff hunt or make things exciting for a little bit. So we didn't expect uh, Justin Herbert to play any football. And it was kind of Lynn had that, you know, Hey, listen, you know, all the good quarterbacks. And he pointed to like, you know, Philip rivers who sat behind Drew Brees and Tom Brady and, you know, all, all those, you know, tired comparisons and said, listen, Herbert's going to sit and he'll learn from Tyrod who's a veteran. And then we'll see next year. But of course the doctor kind of helped, uh, write that. I don't want to say write that situation, but he, uh, he, he, he helped Herbert get on the field sooner rather than later for sure. Is there a conspiracy theory about I'm that? I'm literally just going to say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. You want to talk about it? Yes, we do. Of course we do. What do you mean? Do you guys have an Alex Jones impression? Cause that uh, would be great if you could uh, do that. 
I don't want to get one. I don't know. But... No, I know. I'm just saying for a conspiracy. I'm just saying. Or I got tin... you. I got Unless you. you have a tinfoil hat. I don't want to do it either. I'm just saying if you're good at it, it would have helped. But no, I'll I mean. I'll a tinfoil hat. Okay, perfect. I, you know, I don't have uh, there. I don't think there was ever any conspiracy theories because it was just so sad. You felt so bad for yeah. Tyrod that, that you never really had time to kind of concoct an idea like that. But I mean, listen, her, look at how good Herbert is. And uh, he got in real, real soon last year. So Andy you, you guys watch out. Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys connect the dots. I'll let you guys connect those dots. When Justin Fields becomes like besties with the team doctor. Like, oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like walk around with a bulletproof bed. Like, nah, man, I need a yeah. second opinion on everything. So, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. So do you feel you know, if we're looking at this team and the matchups that they're facing, obviously with this, especially defensively, we know that uh, to steal my dear Megan Murray's uh, phrasing, the bar was on the ground um, last year for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And so to be uh, getting players back and then subsequently losing them like we have this week and then facing what we just discussed in, in, you know, some of the strong suits with your quarterback. We haven't even mentioned your running back and, you know, your wide receiver that you got a couple of good offensive weapons on your end. Do you mm-hmm. feel like that's really where the, the game is going to be the most lopsided or do you feel like, listen, no, it's going to be the other side of the ball because we feel like, you know, Bose is going to go out and, and, and do something against, well, oh, wait, we're also missing some offensive guys, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially with that line, and he's really going to be able to get after Dak and and make him make some bad decisions. So where's your head at in terms of where you think this team can truly exploit this Cowboys offense and, and defense, if you will? What side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll matter um, offensively because, you know, I – for me, I think the strong suit and the thing that the Cowboys could really exploit against the Chargers is the running game. I mean, I think the interior defensive line of the Chargers was like kind of the low light from week one. And Antonio Gibson had like 90 yards on the ground. And I think, you know, I think Zeke could definitely bounce back. So, you know, that that's with injuries aside. So I think that's still a matchup where the where Dallas can make some noise. And of course, they've got, you know, a great wide receiver duo too. So, you know, in the passing game, I don't think it's going to change much. Uh, Joe Lombard in terms of, you know, have not having Gregory, probably not having Randy Gregory, definitely not having D law. So, you know, I think, you know, what they did is they ran a lot of bunch formations. They ran the second most bunch formations in all the NFL last week. And what they're going to want to do is suck the new guys and Basham and Armstrong inside and try to bounce a lot of stuff outside with Austin Eckler and then their rookie uh, Larry Roundtree. So I think in that aspect, they're definitely going to try to exploit that with the two edge rushers out. And then, you know, in terms of the Chargers offense with the, um, uh, again, with the, uh, with the Chargers right tackle, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but Brian Balaga, a guy who's nursing a back injury, they're starting right tackle. So they're going to have to go with their backup storm Norton, which is one of the better phenomenal name. I was just going to say that, isn't it? Isn't that one of the best names in the NFL? Support for this podcast comes from planned parenthood. Your body is your own. That's why Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Today, lawmakers who oppose abortion are challenging Planned Parenthood. Affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Planned Parenthood believes that health care is a basic human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies 
that protect our right to control our own bodies. They also work tirelessly to oppose the onslaught of new policies aimed at interfering with personal decisions best left to patients and their doctors. They won't give up and they won't back down. You can join Planned Parenthood in the fight to help make sure that the next generation can decide their own futures. The organization needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One we have sprinkle. sprinkles on our team. Oh, Jeremy oh, Sprinkle. Yes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Right. Storm Norton, like he's going to have a, he'll yeah. be in the NFL and he'll do hopefully, you know, decent, at least not have a good game against us. I digress. Yeah. yeah. But like he will have a future in um, meteorology. <laughs> yes. Yes. This I was is thinking. Storm Norton reporting live. <laughs> Greg, that is such a good observation. I was going to say, like, it's like a wrestler name okay. or something, but I, dude, yes. You see somebody that can do both. Maybe he's a, a meteorologist. meteorologist at the same time. Storm Norton, that is perfect. Yes. <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah. Cause he sounds almost like a Viking or a wrestler, but yeah, meteorologist. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, that's, that's probably going to be an issue on Sunday, even with both those guys out. But I think that with that matchup they're they're not they're what they're going to do is probably uh get help on storm norton's side which they did at the end of the game on week one and they they'll have austin eckler larry Roundtree line up on justin herbert's right side to kind of help out storm norton with any problems that he has because he did have some problems with uh chase young and then montes Sweat um caused a fumble on herbert in the second quarter last week so uh other than that i think you know the, the game plan is still the same they're going to get the ball out quickly anyway whether they had gregory and dila or not and uh i think they're going to definitely try to exploit those edges in the run game as much as they can you mentioned the bunch of formations and i kind of want to dive into that a little bit more I feel yes like that's trending you know more, uh-huh. more than i've seen and what do you feel like you attribute that to i, I feel like it's something that i've seen more in like the college game than yeah. I have more in the pro and it feels like we're starting to see it. I'm, I'm just seeing it more and more. And are, I guess I am personally noticing a bit of an evolution in the NFL. Dare I call it uh, trendy with things like that. And then also, you know, you want to talk about analytics. I mean, don't even get me started about nerding out in terms of, you know, strategy and when you go for it, and when you don't, That's but you're personally, I, it really, yeah. <laughs> it is a little bit. That thing just uh, like, who gets paid what is yeah. pretty much what you go to Kelsey for. The business of uh, sports is like my sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love it, Kelsey, because up until last year, the Chargers had zero analytics on their yeah. staff, zero people. And it was, and there were so many in-game mistakes that was like, there's gotta be somebody there. And to have like watching like Shanahan and McVeigh and all these guys that are like, hey, listen. It's third and three. You yeah. have a 73% chance of making this if you go for it here to win the game. And it's, I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. So what do you make of those, those, those trends, if you will, and the observations that we're starting to see? I mean, do you just feel like 
you attribute it to the, the change in nature of the NFL and then trying to, you know, obtain that edge, if you will, or just it's kind of a, a, a symptom of a new strategy and a new coach coming in or younger coaches or where, what are you thinking about that? Yeah. I mean, Brandon Staley all off season has been so impressive in his just knowledge of the game and putting his own spin on things. And obviously, you know, as we've seen throughout the years, the NFL is always cyclical. We always see like things come back and go away and come back. And the spread offense was a big thing a little bit ago, but yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot more bunch formations and what Staley likes and what Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator likes about those bunch formations is the chargers went out and got four new offensive linemen from left to right four, and then they had Brian Balaga, who they picked up two years ago. So it's all new offensive linemen, but a lot of veterans, Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley, they got a rookie, Rashawn Slater, but who's athletic. And then uh, at, at right guard, they have Ode Abuji, uh, going back to the Bougie comment uh, a little bit yes. later. Uh, Ode Baden Bougie. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they're veterans, but they're also kind of athletic. And what, what we saw in week one uh, while watching is that when you run born formations, you have, a lot, everybody together near the line of scrimmage in the box. And when you have offensive linemen that can get out and be athletic, they can get to those guys quicker. If you spread them out, it takes them longer and they've got a lot more ground to cover. So what the chargers like to do is to get to that second level quickly. And by doing that, they bring everybody in close. And that's something that they love doing uh, in week one. And something I loved watching because it's a whole new concept that I've seen from the chargers. They haven't done that in the past for a long, long time. And just something they wanted to put their own kind of twist on it. They know that it, what was most beneficial in week one is that with guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, when you're doing a bunch formation, uh, the DBs can't press them because they're so close to the line of scrimmage. If they get that close, they're basically in offensive lineman's lap and then they're blocked in a matter of seconds. So uh, they have a harder time getting off blocks that way. So without pressing these wide receivers, it gives Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, more room to operate. So that gives them, you know, their Keenan Allen being one of the best route runners in the NFL, just being able to do his thing and get open with more space allows him to play to his strength. So for me, this bunch formation with the Chargers offense has been a thing that's set up. That's going to be really successful for this team going forward. You talk about the second level, and, and I can't help but zone in on Micah Parsons, you know, and, and I would love to know your thoughts on this team, because I think that he's going to have an elevated role. I mean, he came out week one and I think you can say that for your rookie too, not looking like a rookie, which mm-hmm. I personally, yeah. and I know a lot of Cowboys fans are happy about, but now yeah. with, with the loss of potentially two key players on the defensive front and, you know, this is a guy who's played with his hand on the ground. He has the possession flex to be able to pressure interior exterior as well. So I feel like there could be some potential ability for us to see something different with him this week. Do you feel like looking on the flip side from your perspective on attacking that from an O-line perspective? Yeah. You guys went out and upgraded it, but continuity is key on the O-line, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's everything. Mm -hmm. And you have one piece that goes wrong well, you have a rookie and he's incredible, but he's new. And quite frankly, you just walk through a bunch of guys that are new. So do you feel like there's, you know, some, some concern in that regard, or do you feel like now, you know, despite all of that, we're ready to take that on no big deal. I mean, I think uh, when you talk about continuity, I mean, that's, that's obviously the most important and you, you saw that in Dallas and that's why the O-line has been so successful so long and been the best for a long, long time. 
and uh, I, I, and I, and I love watching it every year. It's my favorite part of watching the Cowboys <laughs> of the offensive line. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, that's a that's a concern. You have to be concerned when you have one new guy and you know, or one guy that's been on the offensive line. But to be honest with you, it's almost like five guys because Brian Balaga was injured most of last season too. So it's not like he got a full season. It's a whole new offensive uh, scheme, new coaches, new on line coach. I mean, Brandon Staley came in and basically I had to pick his own staff. So all those guys aren't there anymore. So whatever Brian Balaga learned then is basically the same. He learned in green Bay because it won't matter to what's happening this season. So yes, that, that of course is a concern. And we only saw two of the offensive linemen, both guards, Filer and Abuji playing in the preseason. So we didn't see Rashawn Slater, the rookie play in the preseason, Belaga didn't play preseason, Corey Lindsley didn't play in the preseason. So yes, I mean, it, for the first game, they clicked and they gelled and looked amazing. But we were talking about a, such a small sample size that there's no way to predict that they'll be that good for 17 games. So, you know, going against an athletic linebacker like Micah Parsons, that there's, there's no question that that could be an issue you know he's he's you know a rare breed he's one of the just an athletic freak and he looked amazing on thursday and i'm sure he will cause problems for the chargers but um yeah I, that's obviously a concern you worry about it but for their first test in week one they, they did pretty good yeah okay so um meg you know being that um i have a bunch of so you don't know this about me garrett but i have a bunch okay. of college i have a bunch of teams i've okay. lived a lot of places yeah. i have a lot of family that has a lot of affiliations so one of my affiliations is the ohio state and um uh-huh. i'm 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 a little personally invested and concerned and um you know be i'll be watching the ohio state on ohio state crime that i know will inevitably be going down this weekend <laughs> uh-huh. with, uh, joey bosa and Ezekiel Elliott, uh-huh. um, do you have any thoughts on who could win that battle? And and quite frankly, in general, um, with Bosa, uh, I did an over under. I, I got. Do you feel like he's going to be able to get to Dak frequently this weekend? I'm hoping you're going to tell me no, but I have a feeling that that's not going to be the case. I will tell you no, Kelsey, just to make you feel better. But that's not the truth. And, <laughs> Lie uh, to me some more, Gary. Okay. <laughs> And, and to your, to your Zeke point, I think Zeke is going to have more success up the middle, uh, the chargers defense than he would on the edges. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, Joey Bosa went nutty, uh, against the Washington offensive line. Of course they had a, a rookie lineman, Sam Cosby playing the right tackle position and he had his issues with Joey Bosa and he just looks like a whole new fresh body. I mean, this was you know, Staley hung his hat on the Rams defense last year, and it was about getting his guys to just pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. And that's what he did on Sunday. And I don't know if you saw the interview today. Uh, Joey Bosa was asked about, you know, being roommates with Ezekiel Elliott. Right. And he asked, uh, they, he was asked uh, who was the messiest. And Joey Bosa just said, I had to step over a lot of pizza boxes. So, so that means he can hurdle like Zeke or is that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that means Zeke is a mess. He's a pig. He needs a pickup after himself. Hopefully he's recycling, <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah. Joey Bosa was talking about how he's, he was definitely the messiest. That's really funny. I yeah. actually, <laughs> I believe that. I was going to say, I'm not surprised <laughs> by that at all. I just kind of want to know what kind of pizza it was too, though. Like I'm kind of, I don't know. Like, it probably didn't matter. 
It's just let Zeke eat whatever it yeah, is. Whatever you, it is. Do you feel like Zeke is like a pineapple on pizza kind of guy, or do you feel like he's a tradition? Because it's delicious. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> that's that's not true, Meg. It is true. Um, I'm sorry, you're cutting out. I th- uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry, I gotta go. I can't. No. Um. Mm-hmm. No. Pineapple is terrible. Uh, you don't put fruit on pizza, right. and that's coming from a guy. Um. Uh, I am both Hawaiian and Italian. Oh. And, and my uh, an parents called me. My parents called me a little pineapple pizza when I was growing up. So I have. Aww. You know. So you're some, saying you're not good. I have an affection to pineapple pizza, and I still think pineapple pizza is garbage so and i guess that makes me garbage yes meg thank you for that <laughs> i mean if you're gonna compare That's... the two <laughs> i mean i just i just feel like i don't know um you need well what you need to do is vote and put the tie here oh he doesn't like it you yeah, don't like no, it no it's it's the it's here trash. We go yeah let's go kelsey so thank you i more listen. for me more i have Very the good. best food takes out of anyone. That's so not true at all. It's hundred oh. percent true. Ooh. <laughs> Kelsey, <that's laughs> okay, let's Flag go. Flag on what, the play. <laughs> give me, give me a food take right now, Kelsey. Okay, well, Mega uh, and I have a thing where mm-hmm. I might think that Applebee's is better than Chili's, <laughs> but I also think that they're the exact same restaurant, so it doesn't matter. Like I'm fully convinced that we're being bamboozled and it's mm-hmm. strictly a marketing ploy and a marketing yeah. strategy, like underground, if you will, where yes. there there's some like, like, you know, the Denver airport where they're like, oh, the Masonists or whatever they're called. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called. The, the people that are secret society people. Masons? Like have a, yeah. The Freemasons. Freemasons. Yeah. The Freemasons. Freemasons are probably, mm-hmm. are they bad people? They're probably behind all of this, to be honest. Right. The Freemasons went out. Uh-huh. And said, we're going to create this blanket restaurant that all these poor suckers are going to go to. And then certain ones we're going to name Applebee's Uh and the other ones we're going to name Chili's. And then people are going to have a preference, but it doesn't matter because the money's all going to the same place. Thank you for coming. Yes. I, you know what? I do understand that they look kind of the same. The menu is basically the same. And I will tell you that the place that has a $1 margarita is the winner of this, and that's Applebee's. <laughs> they have a You've one all been fooled by that new margarita. popular song, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go! No. Honestly, $1 margarita, Meg, let's go! Happy Just hour. because it's a dollar doesn't make it good. It doesn't matter. You don't gotta it be hungry to matter. eat. Yeah, who cares? What does that matter? <laughs> It's alcohol and it's a dollar. Give me a lava cake immediately. Wow. Come on. You guys go enjoy yourselves. I'm going to be eating that <laughs> chilies with my uh, El Presidente margarita and my Southwest egg rolls. Okay. And then, great. And then you could take your pineapple pizza and throw it in the trash <laughs> or in my mouth. <laughs> Goodbye. Where that. it belongs. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I do need to know overall how you both are feeling. Meg, I feel like we just did some serious talk therapy um, about the, the the things that we're both facing going into this weekend. Um, are you feeling uh, excited? Where's your meter at? Thrilled, uh, terrified based on what Garrett brought to the table? Because um, I'm not going to share my thoughts because I've already won today. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. But Oh, uh, <laughs> 
um i don't know i i am scared because of the the defense and the the depletion of the defense i should say um but i mean i do love to see uh two dueling quarterbacks that um can hold up to each other so that i will be looking forward to we are missing both of us are missing a piece on the o-line mm-hmm. um both of us has have sizable um running backs that are averaging about the same amount of yards per carry um so you know it'll be more fun than i thought it was gonna be yeah um but yeah the the uh this this is where team 40 burger would be nice <laughs> Garrett, uh, do do you do you care to make a final score prediction based on just everything going into the weekend? I mean, I think we have a pretty good idea. Lay of the land. It's a short day tomorrow for both teams, so you're kind of you know what you got for the most part, mm-hmm. unless Randy Gregory suddenly decides to, you know, you know, I don't know. I'm not Be gonna. Better. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. make a. A COVID joke. But, I don't know yeah. how many tests he's had yet. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So assuming that stays the same, unfortunately, um, where's your head at finally going into this weekend based on all the developments this week? I think they're going to slang it. And I, I think there's no question about it. I think there's going to be a shootout and I think it's going to probably be like in the thirties, oh. like 34, 30. I don't know about team 40 burger, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, somewhere, I mean, 24, 20 is probably about where they might settle, but this could easily hit the thirties. Interesting. Are you leaning towards your team or ours? Because, um, how, you know, like how biased are you? Cause I'm going to be totally frank with you. I'm biased as hell and I'm uh-huh. okay with that. like a hundred percent. I'm fine with that. I am who I am. Okay. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. I, um, I always try to stay objective. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a Homer, uh, and, but even so, what uh, do you think you're better than I'm, me? I'm sorry. I, I, Meg, I love that you got more comfortable and just have leaned back and just <laughs> chilling now. That's my favorite part of this podcast. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, I think if Kelsey, you want me to lie to you some more? Um, nah. yeah. Okay. Well, no, I won't. Uh, Chargers going to win this game. I, just, oh my I, I will say that before all the injuries happened, when I was doing a win-loss score prediction for the season for the Chargers, I had them losing this game. Oh uh, yeah. But, but before that was before all the, that was before. That was that before. Was, that was our, a long time ago. Our special teams decided to not do their job before to we be lost. Not special. Yeah. Before okay. we lost all the play. Yeah. That makes sense. And that not is exactly so you, you saying that is exactly why. I am concerned about last week's game because last week's game, this team, I never in a million years would have, would have guessed that they would have held the bucks to the standards that they did quite yeah. honestly. And for our kicker to not come out. And unfortunately I hate to say this, but like he didn't do his job. And, yeah. and now we're in a position where <clears throat> instead of going into this game with some good momentum, now we've, you know, incurred some losses and you could start season just as easily zero and two. And that my friend feels a lot different than one and one. It just does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. And it, and mental matters in this field. And I'm just, I hate, I, I hate that journey for us. If that indeed is what happens, but um, I guess we will have to see come Sunday, 
But I also want to quickly, before we let you go, because we have taken so much of your time and you've been so gracious. Um, you no, are, let's keep going. Yeah. I know. I mean, <laughs> I'm good. Don't tempt us with a good time. You yeah. obviously know a thing or two about what's going on. So you have a bit of a podcast yourself. If people are interested in, in going behind a, enemy lines, if you will, and getting a bit of a in-depth preview unbiased, of course, because, you know, again, can't relate to that, but it sounds like you are Consummate um, professional over there. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, actually you said I'm better than you is what you uh, actually I said. said so the- you think you're better than me? No, <laughs> I think that was rhetorical, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I, mean, I don't know you established that you're trash because you're a, uh, I'm a pineapple pizza. pizza. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got me there. Listen, I just want to say something really quickly. Uh, Garrett Meg booked yes. you and I think uh-huh. she's regretting it because she's taken more L's on this show than typical. Well, I don't think so, I'm taking any L's. I just feel like you're taking some L's. Like you're taking yeah. some L's. It's you yeah. know what? You lost as on what I do with every scenario. I'm turning this into a positive. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Because he's pineapple pizza. Oh, <laughs> so you attack me because you're losing. I get it. I get it. You lash out to the ones you love. The I best offense is a good defense. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. All right. Well, uh, Garrett, where could the good people find you? Because I know you have a great show and we got to talk about it. You know, not only are you a friend of our podcast, but in general, um, we're we're all part of one big family, although it's not going to feel like it this weekend when uh, (laughs) the kids um, are fighting. (laughs) Yes. Tell us, tell us where we can find you, find your work, find an in-depth preview of this weekend's game, all the above. Yeah. So I'm at Garrisisti on Twitter. Uh, that's, that's where you can find me and that's where you guys found me. And, uh, I do the lightning round podcast, which is a chargers podcast. We are going to do a big post game show right after the game. So if you want to come and, uh, come rub it in that the Cowboys won. If you think that's, what's going to happen, uh, come and do that. That's fine. Uh, and, and then we, uh, will review the game later on that week, but yeah. So the podcast is lightning round podcast. I'm at Garrisisti on Twitter. I'm just, I'm just happy to be a part of this family. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. <laughs> this was the most fun, um, truly and forever. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Garrett's podcast, but also our podcast too, wherever you find the blog and the boys feed, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. We're also on YouTube as well. So make sure you check us out there. Um, we got a nice review. We want to make sure that we give a shout out to that. I got to make sure I, I find that real quickly too, but um, you can also follow us on social media. We are there as well. I am at Hey Kelsey Charles on Instagram and at Kelsey underscore Charles on Twitter. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on both of those platforms. Oh yeah. Shouts out to swine dog. Great name, I think, by the way. And he, said, <laughs> uh, he likes our show. So thanks so much for tuning in and giving us a review. We really do actually read those. And so it means a lot to us when you do that. Um, so Garrett, we do this thing and I know you may not be as biased uh, towards birds as we are, or maybe you are. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but I'm but, an expert in bird law. So do we have anything in that regard? Well, they're yes. not real for the for first. Birds. Almost. Oh, <laughs> birds aren't real. We're going with that. Go. <laughs> they're just, tra- they're just tracking us, right? They are. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Wow. They're government agents. Um, uh, and no. therefore eagles don't exist. So have if, you, if you follow ever, that logic. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. They're not real. Yeah. Case <laughs> in point. Birds aren't real. 
they're not real. They're part of that. It's 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 the Reagan administration. Just kidding. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't even know the full background on this, but it fits my narrative. So okay. Um, but wow. we always leave the people with some really important words. So if you don't mind, um, we're gonna go ahead and and let Megan Murray close us out with the most important thing. And it's a gift from us to you as well. We hope you take it with you because as a, a bird specialist, this uh-huh. this important fact matters. So uh, Megan. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds aren't real. Hi, guys. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future to learn more and support their cause.